Hello and welcome back to Astro Vibe, a podcast where I get down to the nerdy dirty details about this ancient language and sometimes about you. I'm your host and astrologer, Garo, and I have something a little different for you today. I wanted to take a pause for my Rising Sign series to talk about a subject that adds a layer to understanding how our birth charts work in our day-to-day lives. And the subject is transits. Yes, you heard me right, transits. <laughs> in his book, The Changing Sky, Stephen Forrest describes transits as the actual physical motions of the planets around the sun as observed from the perspective of Earth. They're what's happening in the current sky and how the planets are interacting with each other in the present moment. These interactions mirror the stuff that's going on in our lives. I'll explain this more and I'll give some examples of transits in a minute, but first, I wanted to announce, as always, that I do readings, and you can find my offerings on calendly.com slash underscore, link in the show notes. If you're interested in what I talk about today, heads up that I do offer personal transit readings, but only after we've met once to discuss your birth chart. I'll talk more about why this step is so important later, so listen up for that. Again, my booking website is calendly.com slash underscore. And the link is in the show notes. So, transits. In getting into this subject, we're getting into an area called predictive astrology. There's natal chart astrology, or what we've been studying so far, which is looking at the positions of the planets at the time and place of someone's birth to understand their potential gifts and challenges in life. This can be predictive in the sense that it predicts life themes, but it doesn't incorporate everything that happens after the person is born. And that's a lot of stuff. In using predictive astrology, we look at what's going on in the sky during the period that this person is alive, along with their birth chart, to see how different natal configurations are triggered by current planetary motions. When I say predictive, I don't mean predicting events or actions that this person's gonna take. It's impossible to predict these things exactly. There are too many possibilities, but we can predict the themes that might come up for them at different periods of life and the vibes that these transits can create. What this person does with the vibes is up to them. Today, I'm going to talk about two types of transits, mundane transits and personal transits. Starting with mundane transits. These are the interactions of the planets in the current sky and how they influence our worldwide experience on Earth. For example, if Mercury in the current sky is 90 degrees apart from Pluto in the current sky, Mercury is squaring Pluto. This creates a vibe that's felt by us all, and it might be reflected in large-scale world events. From September to November, we had this mundane Mercury square Pluto transit occur three times. Why so repetitive? Because Mercury was retrograde, appearing to move backwards in the sky and actually moving backwards in the astrological chart. Mercury made the square to Pluto once on September 22nd, 2021, then it kept moving forward. When it was retrograde, Mercury retraced its steps and made the aspect again on October 3rd. When retrograde ended, 
Mercury started moving forward again and performed this aspect one more time on November 2nd. As a very simplified interpretation, Mercury-Pluto is about uncovering things and revealing deep truth. On the world stage, one way this manifested was the release of the Pandora Papers, a huge investigation that was published revealing the concrete ways that billionaires have exploited systems and people to benefit their own wealth. Stuff we knew happened, but now there's more evidence. This investigation was unveiled just one day after Mercury squared Pluto for the second time. Also, side note, I learned um, some cool news on the day that, like, I think it was like the third Mercury squared Pluto. Yeah, it was recently. Yeah, I found out like this paper I'm working on got accepted to a conference and we've been waiting for a long time. And yeah, it took until that third Mercury square Pluto to find out the good news. So I, th I mean, that was a personal one for me. It means a lot to me. It doesn't mean anything. To me. <laughs> okay. How intensely we personally experience mundane transits depends on what's going on in our birth charts. For example, Gemini and Virgo risings, who are ruled by Mercury, might have been really directly affected by this transit and Mercury's retrograde as a whole. For others who are not ruled by Mercury and don't have any strong Mercury stuff going on, it was just a blip on their astrological radar. Personal transits refer to what's going on in the current sky and how it's triggering your natal chart placement. As I write this, Mercury is in Scorpio, and it's going to be there until November 24th when it moves into Sagittarius. Remember that each planet moves at a different pace, and Mercury moves fastest, except for the moon. Whatever house Scorpio falls in for you is the house that Mercury is transiting at this time. This means that mercurial things may come up more in the area of your life than this house represents in Scorpionic ways. As planets transit your houses, they make aspects to different planets in your birth chart. These moments give us more specific data about what energy will come up for you. How long or short term the effects of an aspect are will depend on how quickly or slowly the transiting planet moves. The effects of Mercury transits tend to be pretty quick, like a day or two, unless they happen close to the planet going retrograde or direct because planets slow down at, the, at these times as they prepare to go the other way, which is also called stationing. The personal planets and luminaries, the Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars, move on the quicker end, making their transits short-term. The social and outer planets, or Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, take between 12 to 200-something years <laughs> to complete their orbit around the Sun. <clears throat> the transits of these planets are long-term, and they often have more significant effects on our lives. They can take, well, they do take a long time to unfold, and throughout the months and years that we do feel that they do, we feel the planetary energies in more subtle but powerful ways that change things long-term. So they take a while to unfold, but they cause a lot of stuff. <laughs> that is my long-term transit definition. Here's how Stephen Forrest puts it. Transits of the fast-moving planets trigger into action the great fields of potential created by the theme-generating outer planets. That's how these two types of transits work together. This is true for both mundane and personal transits. 
as an example of a short-term personal transit, maybe Mercury in the sky is transiting your sixth house. As it's going through that area of your chart, it reaches a point 120 degrees away from where Saturn falls in your birth chart in the 10th house. This is a Mercury trine natal Saturn transit. It indicates a positive flow of energy between the planet of intellect and the planet of structure in the houses of work, health, and habits, and your career and public roles. For the day or two that this transit is, is in effect, you might experience a vibe that helps you get work done quickly and accurately. You might find it easier to take care of your health in a way that benefits your career and public roles. This is actually a real-life transit that I had as I've been working on this podcast, and for that, I will forever be grateful. Also, I had it three times because of Mercury retrograde. That was kind of a lot for my brain. Personal and mundane transits are happening all the time, creating the rhythm, tempos, and melodies of our day-to-day lives. I think if more people were aware of transits and how accurately they reflect the rhythms of our lives, there would be a lot more interest in astrology and a lot more people would be convinced that this shit is actually real. But anyways, I have gained a lot of perspective in life from being aware of what's going on in the sky and how it's affecting me and the world at large. In the past six months, I've gotten more serious about tracking them daily and reflecting on how they're coming up in my life and it's been such a great way to get deeper into astrology. It's not that doing this has made me an expert in predicting what's going to happen in my life. That is actually far, far from the truth. But by knowing what themes to be looking out for based on mundane and personal transits, I've been able to really get to know the planetary archetypes, aspects, and houses in a whole new way. A felt, lived experience kind of way. And there have been so many things that went way differently than my brain speculated they would. And these surprises have actually helped me learn the most. Okay, time for some tips! I'm gonna share a little list of practical ways to incorporate transit awareness into your life. From least time intensive to most time intensive, cause you don't have to be like me and wake up at the butt crack of dawn every day to journal about and research your transits to take advantage of this life tool. I certainly recommend doing something like that if you're really serious about learning more about the archetypes, aspects, and houses, but there are simpler ways to get to know what's going on in the sky and how it's reflecting things in your own life. Onto my little list. That's like not really a list, it's just like an essay like the rest of the- anyway. Number one, my first recommendation is always going to be, if you can afford it, get a reading done by a a trusted professional astrologer. Especially if you want to learn about transits on your own, it's well worth paying someone to help get you started. Some astrologers, including myself, offer personal transit readings, but we won't do them until we've done a birth chart reading session with you, because the transits are so related to your birth chart. You have to know what's going on there first. So if you haven't gotten a reading done yet, get on it! If you can't. (laughs) Number two, maybe you only have an hour or two a week to dedicate to this practice. You can stay aware of mundane transits by listening to astrology podcasts that discuss the week or the month ahead. These forecasts are like the weekly planetary weather in your ear holes. I will definitely be doing more of this as the podcast goes on, 
but different astrologers will have different interpretations of the energies, so it's still good to have a couple that you regularly keep up with. One that I really like is Jessica Lanyado's Ghosts of a Podcast. She's my friend, she just doesn't know it. <laughs> um, the Astrology Podcast's monthly forecasts are also very good to listen to. They're kind of long, but it's all really good. I encourage you to explore the genre and to find a couple of astrologers who you really like. Next, if you don't have it yet, download Chenny Nicholas's app, Chenny, on your phone right now. Aside from being a great tool to understand your birth chart, it's also a very accessible way to keep an eye on what's happening up above. On the homepage, she gives you a free breakdown of where each planet currently is, sign-wise, and a free horoscope based on the house that it falls in for you. You can check your own chart in the app to see which specific house is being affected depending on the sign and the planet that the planet is in. In other words, you can see which houses in your chart the planets are currently transiting. Through the app, you can also listen to her free week ahead podcast where she talks about the mundane transits. And then for like $12 a month, you can also hear a personalized transit reading based on your rising sign. and. She also talks about how the mundane transits will affect you personally. Uh, last but not least, there's also a regularly updated personal transits page that gives you specific aspects that will be happening for you if you pay for the membership. I highly recommend it if you're trying to get deeper into transits. And I swear, I'm not being paid to say any of this. Although if anyone wants to pay me for these plugs, I am I'm down. Just hit me up. Number four, if you want more than just staying generally aware of personal and mundane transits, you could start incorporating transit tracking. I recommend starting with tracking moon transits to your natal chart because the moon moves so quickly and you can see a full cycle complete and start over in the span of a month. Moon transits affect your mood and your emotional responses. That's what you could be looking out for based on like what aspects are being made. And once you start getting the hang of the moon interaction, you can also start looking at other planetary transits and build off of that. Uh, also, Mercury retrogrades, great learning opportunity, even though they kind of freaking suck. <laughs> um, but while they're not the best experience viscerally, they're quite the experience for learning about transits. Why? Because. These periods guarantee that if you have any Mercury transits, they're going to repeat three times over the course of the few weeks that the planet stations retrograde and direct. This gives you three opportunities to experience the energies created by these transits. There are also opportunities to experience the nuances of a retrograde planet transit. Uh, to keep it simple, just know that retrograde transits have a more inwardly focused vibe than when the planet is direct and they tend to feel like steps backwards sometimes instead of forwards. Love that. <laughs> but then the planet goes direct and you have that transit again and it feels different, like a form of closure. Honestly, for real. Okay, back to tips. How would one do this tracking business? Well, this is how I do it. I like to write down my daily transits and the things that they trigger and then go back and jot down some notes on each one and how it actually manifested after it's passed. Some steps that I take in this process. Number one. Sub-bullet number one. 
first you have to find out what the transits are. There are a couple ways you can do this. A free way is by going to astro-seek.com and clicking on personal daily horoscope. You input your information and it gives you a list of the transits you're having that day, including short and long term. Like I said, the Chani app membership also gives you them, although it doesn't give you moon transits, which I think is an absolute bummer. They're really important. Chani, get on it. I know it's a lot of transits, right? But important, buddy. Okay. Love you, Chani. There's also astrologyfordays.com by Jessica Lenyado, my friend. For, I think, $11 a year, a website, it's a website that gives you a calendar view of all your transits along with the mundane transits, and you can take notes right on the website in its handy notes section. If you want a physical version of this, it's more expensive, but you can buy a honeycomb planner. They're this amazing company that creates cute astrological planners based on the birth information you give them, and you can get a physical or digital version. Just google it, it's out there if you want it. I use a mix of all of these methods to know what transits are going on for me. Next, once you know what the heck is going on, think about the meaning behind the symbols involved. This involves having a basic understanding of the meanings of the planets, houses, and different aspects. And hopefully you're learning a lot of that as you listen to this podcast. Fingers crossed. Some of the transit finding slash tracking methods I talked about provide descriptions of what to expect during the transit, and there are also books you can purchase that give you a summary of common themes for each one. Some people might find it helpful to start with familiarizing themselves with the summaries, and some would prefer to go into decoding them on their own to not get distracted or confused or whatever. I'm learning by doing both. If you track and observe your transits long enough, eventually you don't need other people to interpret them for you because you have lived experience in what it feels like to go through them. This is starting to happen for me and it's very nerdily exciting. Um, next on my list that doesn't- I don't even know if it's a list anymore, like I said. In my opinion, it's best to understand what long-term transits are going on first, so then you can get a sense of the larger themes going on in these years of your life. They provide the lens through which you should see the short-term transits. Work on understanding these timelines and meanings, and then zoom into the shorter-term transits to see how they're being triggered. Next, reflect on the bigger picture regularly. What patterns did you see these past few weeks? What houses or planets came up the most? What did they feel like? How are the short-term transits furthering the larger story that the long-term transits are telling? It's helpful to always be looking back and considering because over time we start to notice things about our lives that we didn't see before. Perspective is cool like that. And last tip of all of them, please don't forget to read lots of actual books. There's a lot of stuff out there published on predictive astrology and transits, and it's good to familiarize yourself with some of the core information to help build a strong foundational understanding. Those are all my tips. I'm sure there are lots of other great ways to engage with transits personally, and I'm only sharing what worked best for me. So I encourage you to hear different perspectives from other people too. And I'm sure that I'm going to listen to this episode and be like, 
Damn it, I forgot something. But, you know, that's what the, ne- the next episode's about. <laughs> um, look out for future Astro Vibes episodes about transits, because now that we know all the basics, I'm going to throw some more forecasts and transit knowledge at you regularly. I hope you've enjoyed this little episode on a topic that I love very much. Thanks for listening to the show. For more content, our listeners can follow Ambient Vibes Music on social media and check out the merch for Astro Vibes at ambientvibesmusic.com slash store. If you want to book a reading with me, check out the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next week.